When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, Bitcoin supply on crypto exchanges drops to three-year lows, according to analytics firm Sansement. That's right. Quoting them right here. Bitcoin's ratio of supply sitting on exchanges continues dropping hard down to its lowest level since December 2018. There's 13 and a half percent less BTC on these exchange wallets compared to just two months ago, amounting to 1.6 percent less of the overall supply. And this just in breaking news, Malaysian government proposes adopting Bitcoin and crypto as legal tender. And in case you missed it, the city of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, will officially allocate 1% of the city's reserves to Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation. And as on-chain analyst William Clemente points out here, Bitcoin is freedom technology. CBDCs are surveillance technology preach. Also in today's show, Fidelity Executive says crypto markets are forming the setup identical to commodities boom of the 1990s. Quoting him here, from 2000 to 2002, there's pretty much no institutional investment into commodities. Then from 2003 to 2010, in that eight-year period, we had around $400 billion pour in. Also in today's show, crypto users in Africa grew by a whopping 2,500% in 2021. I'll be sharing this latest report. Also in today's show, top analysts predicts Bitcoin recovery over the next month as adoption gain accelerates. Quoting Invest Answers, I think the key level, if we can get above 45,000, there's nothing but fresh air between 45 and 50K. So we can very easily rally even overnight 5,000 candle up to that thing. Also in today's show, billionaire Shamath P unveils market forecast and says stocks and crypto assets are in the midst of a melt-up. Quoting him here, I think we're in the midst of what I would call a melt-up. So probably in the next month, month and a half, there really isn't much bad news that hasn't been priced in. The thing I've learned over the past few years is that markets don't actually care what the news is. They can process good news and bad news equally well. What they despise is the uncertainty of what the news could be. And it wasn't too long ago he predicted the Bitcoin price skyrocketing to $200,000 per coin. Quoting him here, can you play the clip in 2012, 2013 when Bitcoin was at $200 and Everybody was laughing at me at CNBC when I was talking about Bitcoin. Where is it going? It's probably going to 100, 150, and then $200,000. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at Crypto News Alerts. .net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV. How's it going, Crypto fam? I'm coming to you live from another hotel here in Puerto Rico, and I can't wait to the Miami event for the Bitcoin conference. 
right around the corner. Now check it. Blockchain analytics firm Sentiment is pointing out some on-chain metrics developing behind the scenes for the King Crypto as it rallies above $42,000. The intelligence firm says the overall supply of Bitcoin on the crypto exchanges has slipped down to its lowest level in over three years. Can you say incoming Bitcoin supply shock? Quoting them here, Bitcoin's ratio of supply sitting on exchanges continues dropping hard down to its lowest level since December of 2018. There's 13.5% less BTC on these exchange wallets compared to just two months ago, amounting to 1.6% less of the overall supply as pointed out right here in this chart. You can see Bitcoin's overall supply on the exchanges has dropped another 1.6% in the past two months. Now, Santiment also says that the recent price spike in Bitcoin was triggered by a cascade of short sellers being liquidated as the value of Bitcoin moved higher, triggering a short squeeze. A short squeeze happens when the price of Bitcoin's fall force and the price moves against their bias. Quoting them here, Bitcoin's rise to 42,300 was propelled thanks to plenty of short liquidations. Funding rates continue to be a great source for indicating how traders place their bets and peeking in to see if they're putting their money where their mouth is. And in this chart, you can see Bitcoin's exchange funding rates have been highly predictive of market price directions. And now taking a look at Ethereum, Santiment says the second biggest crypto asset by market cap is also showing bullish fundamentals on chain. According to the firm's data, Ethereum whales are entities with at least 1,000 ETH in their wallets have suddenly come to life. Quoting them here, Ethereum has surged back above 2,900 for the first time since March 2nd, and whale transactions are on the rise big time. Yesterday was the first day with over $7,100,000 plus transactions on the Ethereum network since the war news broke, and I believe that broke out on February 24th when they started invading the Ukraine. And as you can see in this chart, Ethereum zooms above 2,900 for the first time in 16 days, as whale transactions are at the highest level since the war news. And this just in breaking news I saw this morning, Malaysian government proposes adopting Bitcoin and crypto as legal tender. Let's freaking go. That's right. Malaysia's communication ministry has proposed to the government that cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin to be adopted as legal transfer as deputy minister told the parliament on Monday. And in case you missed it, the city of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil will officially allocate 1% of the city's reserves to Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation. And just the other day, I shared other breaking news of Honduran president Shamara Castro to announce Bitcoin as legal tender. Quoting her here, we must not allow El Salvador to be the only country escaping dollar hegemony. Honduras has the right to move towards the first world. So as the dominoes continue to fall, Bitcoin game theory in full effect. Which nation do you feel will be next to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender? Let me know in the comments right down below. And before I break down next story of the day, Fidelity Executive says crypto markets are forming a setup identical to the commodities boom of the 1990s. But first, I want to take a look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, Bitcoin barely correcting down about 1% for the day, but still maintaining above $41,100. We have Ether up over a half a percent, maintaining just above $2,900. You can see most of the altcoins currently in the green and pumping, including Solana, Polkadot, Luna, Avalanche, Binance Coin, and Cardano. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. A top executive at Bitcoin custodial firm Fidelity Digital Assets Europe says that the crypto industry is mirroring the commodities boom of the 1990s. In a new interview with the macro guru himself, Real Vision founder Raul Pal, Christopher Tyrer says that the crypto markets are setting up the same way that the commodities did decades ago. Quoting him here, people are asking, is crypto a real investable asset class? Does this have
have a place in a traditional, diversified investment portfolio? These are questions that went through with the commodities 20 years ago, and now we know that pretty much every managed portfolio has some allocation to commodities as a diversifier. The setup that we had back then and the setup we have right now, the parallels are just really striking. Now, Tyra says that in the 2000s, blue chip companies were hesitant to invest in commodities until the proper infrastructure was set up. He says that today, crypto assets are going through the same pattern of growth as he shares here. Prior to the early 2000s, most investment portfolios didn't have an allocation to commodities. They were really corporate hedging markets. Then we saw a series of what I would call product regulatory market access and infrastructure developments that laid the foundation and enabled institutional participation. Fast forward to today, and I think that's where we're at with digital assets. And the executive also highlights a two-year period of stagnation where institutions stayed away from commodities before all of a sudden pouring in hundreds of billions of dollars worth of capital into the then nascent industry. Tyro notes that the same thing could happen to cryptocurrencies, as he shares here. From 2000 to 2002, there's pretty much no institutional investment into commodities. Then from 2003 to 2010, in that eight-year period, we had around $400 billion pour in. Can you say deja vu? But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Crypto user adoption in Africa grew by 2,500% last year in 2021, according to this latest report. That's right. The CEO of KuCoin said the adoption of digital assets in Africa will continue to grow exponentially, adding that African countries have the highest crypto adoption rate in the world, outperforming even the biggest regions, such as the United States, Europe, and Asia. And also the founder of Bitcoin Senegal is convinced that the thousand percent growth rates for Bitcoin adoption will continue in the coming years. As he shares here, take a look at the way in which cars, mobile phones, and consumer electronics took off on the continent. Africa is a continent where lightning fast progression and adoption is common. And he also says that the rate of growth can depend on both local policymakers and separate official stances on cryptocurrencies. Still, I believe that a promising future for digital money in Africa is inevitable. Financial problems the region is experiencing are forcing people to look for new instruments and technologies that can give them some sort of economic freedom they currently lack. Another positive phenomenon is the growing technological awareness of the local population with many young people exploring programming and internet technologies. So there you have it, mass adoption. Let's freaking go. And before I break down next story of the day, top analyst predicts Bitcoin recovery over the next month as adoption game accelerates. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap. Sitting just under $1.9 trillion with about $87 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with a Bitcoin dominance at 41.8% and the ETH dominance at 18.6% and checking out the top gainers in the past 24 hours within the top 100. We have Bitcoin gold up 17%, trading just under 39 bucks, followed by Dash up almost 11%, trading just under $120 and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the week. You can see a sea of green where virtually everything is pumping. You got to love it. And now checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 30 out of 100 in fear. Yesterday at 31, last week at 23, and last month at 25 in extreme fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That can be a great buying opportunity. BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. A popular crypto analyst is optimistic that the king crypto will rally in the next few weeks after months of downtrending 
price action. The host of the Financial Education YouTube channel, Invest Answers, says in a new video he expects the price of Bitcoin to possibly go up as high as $50,000 in April. Send it. Quoting him here, April historically is a bumper, whether or not it's a bear market or a bull market. I think the key level we can get above is 45000 There's nothing but fresh air between forty five and fifty k so we can very easily rally even overnight five thousand candle up to that thing but we've hit forty five thousand dollar level three times now and it's like a piece of glass that can't be broken but if we took a good run at it it could even happen this weekend and according to the analyst the adoption rate of bitcoin is heating up behind the scenes even as the price has been underwhelming he anticipates that in the coming weeks adoption will force bitcoin to pop up potentially triggered by de-escalation of war in eastern europe as he shares here i just think the world is waking up i used to call it a money flow game, but now it's an adoption game. If you look at all the on-chain data, everybody's just nibbling at it and gobbling up as much Bitcoin as they can, and it will one day become the flight to safety, but that day may already gradually be here. So getting to 50,000 is very probable. Probably could even be a lot higher in April if we get a historical April beginning piece is the macro issue. That all depends on if there is an escalation in the Ukraine or do we solve that problem. If there is peace, we are going above $50,000 in April. Let's freaking go. How many of you agree with Invest Answers? Let me know in the comments below that we're likely to see a $50,000 Bitcoin price action next month in April. And before I break down our final story of the day, billionaire Shamath P unveils market forecasts and says that the stocks and crypto assets are in the midst of a melt-up. And I also cover his $200,000 Bitcoin price prediction. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for a detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 1,000 plus videos right here on my YouTube channel. Also, some very helpful resources for you to plug into include my crypto merch store, now live at merch.cryptonewsalerts.net. Also, the daily letter, which goes out to over 30,000 subscribers every single day. To subscribe, visit letter.cryptonewsalerts.net. Also, want to encourage you to smash that subscribe button button right below this video in the description to turn on all notifications to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day, just like this. And of course, you can follow me on all the major podcasts and platforms from Spotify, the home of the Joe Rogan experience to Apple's iTunes. And if you're listening to the pod, be sure to check out the YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video. And of course, you can follow me on crypto Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, and TikTok. So wherever you at, be sure to plug in and follow me there. But all right, now let's break down our final story of the day, billionaire venture capitalist Shamath P is detailing his outlook for the global markets in the near term in a new edition of the All In podcast. He says he believes that investors have already factored in the most worst case outcomes of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Quitting him here, I think we're in the midst of what I would call a melt up. So probably in the next month, month and a half, there really isn't much bad news that hasn't been priced in. The thing I've learned over the past few years is that the markets don't actually care what the news is. They can process good news and bad news equally well. What they despise is the uncertainty of what the news could be. So this week was really important because we had two huge buckets of uncertainty taken out of the market. The one we've already talked about in the market, we saw there was a surface area and a deal between Ukraine and Russia that was really constructive because neither side would have signaled something if both parties were very far apart. So that meant to the markets, we're in a few weeks out from getting something done. And the second thing was Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve. They finally had their meeting. They raised rates 25 basis points. But even more importantly, they gave you a very prescriptive forecast of what 
the next year will look like at a minimum and possibly even two years. Once you have all that, you're able to go and redo all your expectations. What people realized was okay. Inflation may actually start to get tamed in the back half of the year. The economy is still quite strong and we could actually support two to two and a half percent interest rates and still actually grow really well. So what you have seen in the last three or four days is a reaction of the loss of uncertainty. He also expects equity and crypto markets across the board to move higher unless Russia deploys a low probability chemical or nuclear attack. As he shares here, the fly in the ointment could be if the war all of a sudden escalates, not that it gets dragged on because that's also at this point been priced in, but if something very meaningfully different and Russia in this case ratches up intensity by going nuclear or something else, although I think that's a very long tail, these are all very low probability events, but in the absence of these things, you basically have really constructive dynamics right now for at least the next month and a half, maybe even two months. And he also says there are clear signs that retail investors capitulated and sold off at the start of March, which further plays into his calculus that markets are positioned to rise. Quitting him here, retail is not very good signal of anything. In fact, if you actually look at the retail flows, typically you will make money by doing the exact opposite of what retail does. Every single day since the beginning of this year, retail was a net buyer. And all of those days, the market got punched in the face. And finally, at the beginning of March, retail capitulated. And I posted that same day and I said, guys, this is the moment to buy. And lo and behold, what happened is the markets rallied meaningfully from that point. And the reason is because they were going into the end of quarter one, you have a huge tax bill due on April 15th. People were finally starting to give up. They were buying every single day and they finally gave up. But that capitulation was the moment you buy. Now, retail flows are something you typically will make money by fading, by doing the exact opposite, whatever retail is doing. You just need to have access to the information. So where are we going from here? Probably up. Touche. And to watch this interview with Shamath P, the billionaire himself, check the show notes below the video in the description. Also like to point out it wasn't too long ago. Last year he made a prediction that Bitcoin will reach $200,000. So I like to quote him from this interview he did with CNBC. Can you play the clip in 2012 to 2013 when Bitcoin was at $200? And everybody was laughing at me at CNBC when I was talking about Bitcoin. Where is it going? It's probably going to 100, 150, then to $200,000. In what period? I don't know. Five years, 10 years, but it's going there. Absolutely. My personal prediction, I'm sticking with Max Kaiser. Max says 220,000 for this year, still in play. I feel once we get that second leg up of this Bitcoin bull market, it's going to melt some bears faces and I can't wait. Now, Shamath P justified his prediction with the current economic situation and said, our leaders are not as trustworthy and reliable as they used to be. And hey, I like the throw in there. Were they ever trustworthy and reliable? I don't know about all that, but nonetheless, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Thus, he reaffirmed that Bitcoin is the insurance that people need under the pillow that gives them access to an uncorrelated hedge. That's right. If you want to protect yourself from hyperinflation, Bitcoin is the way to go. Digital gold, baby. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode, Ecoin wrote, Aloha JV. Great show. Hope you and the Crypto News Alerts fam all had a solid weekend. Have a feeling that this is going to be an exciting week. We'll be tuning in to Crypto News Alerts for sure. You know it, fam. Exciting times ahead. Hoddle. And our next featured comment comes from Inner Dino. Thanks, JV. Excellent show. I always watch it. I'm your biggest fan. Never a dull moment with Bitcoin. That's right. Bitcoin to the moon. Send it. And our third and final featured comment comes from Paul Wellman. I use my Coinbase Visa debit card linked to my Bitcoin wallet. Feels like money to me. Can you do that with ETH? Well, you make a great point. Bitcoin can be used as money. It's just its primary use case is used as a store of value because it's so precious. We want to save it. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop me a comment right down below.